Good morning, brothers and sisters. I invite you to turn to Hosea chapter 14, and we're going to continue through this uh, chapter of Scripture for our time of confession. Hosea 14, verses 4 through 7 is what we're reading. It's been quite a while since we were in this uh, chapter, so I do want to briefly review what we have been learning. This whole chapter is an uh, example of corporate confession and repentance, the people of God returning to the Lord and the Lord being merciful, gracious, loving them freely, and promising them great blessings as they return. So it is a fitting passage for us in our time of confession. Let's read verses 4 through 7. I will heal their backsliding, I will love them freely. For my anger has turned away from him. I will be like the dew to Israel. He shall grow like the lily and lengthen his roots like Lebanon. His branches shall spread. His beauty shall be like an olive tree and his fragrance like Lebanon. Those who dwell under his shadow shall return. They shall be revived like grain and grow like a vine. Their scent shall be like the wine of Lebanon." Amen. Apparently, Lebanon is a really good thing, really beautiful place here. It's repeated three times. So what does this passage set out for us, brothers and sisters? Well, this passage is a uh, corporate confession, just as we do every week. We, We take words with us to the Lord. We say we have sinned. We ask that you would graciously receive us and forgive us of our sins. And then what does God promise to do to those who come to him in that way? Well, verse 4, we had that remarkable phrase, I will love them freely, unreservedly. The Lord uh, loves us and embraces us as we humble ourselves before him. But then in addition to that, the Lord says, I am going to pour out great blessings upon you. We could summarize the blessings of verses 5 through 7 in just two words. Abundant fruitfulness. Abundant fruitfulness. Think of all this imagery that's given to us. Uh, It says the Lord will make his repentant people to experience the refreshing, cooling dew upon the ground. It says the people of God will blossom like a beautiful lily, like the most remarkably beautiful flowers you could envision. That's what the people of God will be like when God blesses them with fruitfulness. It says they will take root as a firm and healthy tree. They'll have big branches that will grow big and strong with green leaves. You take all these pictures together. We have dew, we have blossoms, we have trees, we have shade, we have pleasing fragrance. It sounds like a wonderful botanical gardens kind of experience, doesn't it? Well, this is what God does to his people when they humble themselves and repent. What a God we serve, brothers and sisters, that not only does he forgive us, he then beautifies us. He renews us. He restores us. He brings forth fruit in our lives, undeservedly, all by his grace. Though we deserve nothing but judgment, yet when we confess our sins, God not only forgives us, but then blesses us with abundance. The effects of sin are the polar opposite of these descriptions, aren't they? Instead of beautiful flowers, what does sin do? What does sin bring forth in our lives? 
it withers everything that is beautiful. It brings forth those noxious, horrible weeds in our lives. It's corrupting and destructive to all fruit. Instead of fruitful and strong trees, sin corrupts us at the very root. And instead of bearing this good fruit, we bear this nasty, corrupted, deadly fruit. The works of sin. Instead of the pleasing fragrances of righteousness, peace, and joy, we become unpleasant because of our sinfulness. We, we actually are unpleasant to be around when we are this way. Sin corrupts and destroys, but through faith in Christ and repentance, the Lord promises to bring renewing, refreshing grace to his people. He will, he will bring forth life-giving fruit in us. This is the work of God. Matthew Henry, he comments on the beauty of holiness that God brings forth in our lives when he restores us. He says this, Holiness is the beauty of a soul. When those that believe with the heart make profession with the mouth and justify and adorn that profession with an agreeable conversation or an agreeable way of life, then their beauty is like the olive tree. He says as we trust in Christ, as we repent of our sins, as we bring forth fruits of righteousness in our lives, we become like these vibrant olive trees bringing forth good fruit. Now recently in Acts, we studied the phrase, the times of refreshing, and we we learned about what that means, that God is going to bring this cooling, life-giving waters to those that repent and turn to the Lord. And I trust that all of us desire refreshing, all of us desire fruitfulness in our lives. Do you desire to adorn your profession of the gospel with the beautiful graces of the fruit of the Spirit? Do you desire that? Do you desire a life of vitality and strength whereby you bring forth fruitfulness to the glory and praise of God? This is what I desire, brothers and sisters, to grow in these things. I want to be beautified like Hosea 14 describes. And the path to these things, as we have learned in Hosea 14, is simply this. Humble yourself before the Lord, confess your sins, and then he will bring forth these fruits of grace in your lives. Sin is what makes us ugly and barren, and holiness is what makes us beautiful in the spiritual sense. But we cannot advance in holiness unless we deal with our sins honestly and forthrightly before the Lord. We must deal with these things honestly. It's it's important for us to be honest with the God who already knows our hearts. He knows fake fruit. He's not impressed by the little pasted-on fruits that you can uh, paint and paste on to your, your, your life. He knows our hearts, brothers and sisters, so let's be honest with him. Let us confess our sins honestly before the Lord and then ask that he would bring forth this beautiful life in us, that he would renew us, that he would make us to be those trees that are full of fruit, and that he would get all the glory and praise for it uh, when he does so. So let us now confess our sins to the Lord. I invite you to kneel down with me in humility, and we will recite together our corporate confession of sin found in your bulletin. Let's say these words together. Eternal God, in whom we live and move and have our being, whose face is hidden from us by our sins, 
and whose mercy we forget in the blindness of our hearts, now cleanse us from all our sins, from proud thoughts and vain desires, deliver us, O Lord. Grant that with lowliness and meekness we may draw near to you. We confess our sins, we confide in your grace, and we find in you our refuge and our strength. Bear your good fruit in us and through us, through Jesus Christ our life. Amen. Let us now take a moment to confess our own sins before the Lord.